Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Feni Ganatra with us on Audio Gyan. Feni is a founder of Feni G, a studio based in Mumbai, making industrial products across the globe. Feni has always been brought up in a design-centric environment, and he uh, and she did her professional education from Raphael's Design International in Mumbai. She believes a good product is not just about who buys it or who aspires to buy it; it's about the joy the user and the designer equally derives out of it. She has received the Red Dot Award in 2012, and today we are here to discuss about. what's her inspiration more about her work and the kind of material she uses to make beautiful and functional products thank you feni for giving us your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again thank you kedar for having me here yeah. it's always a pleasure to be here oh nice uh, so yeah i've come up with five questions and we'll see how the conversation goes along uh, but mainly to encompass uh, as and i've kept the topic name as materials uh, uh, in detail so yeah The first question is very fundamental, and uh, it will also set the context. Which sure, is sure. Let's uh, get started. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what comes first while designing material or design idea? See, um, you know, while creating a product, mm-hmm. material and design both marry each other. That's what I believe in, okay. which enhances the experience of the user. Mm-hmm. Taking the example of Bounce, my mm-hmm. debut creation. it was material that came to me first i okay. discovered silicon then which is predominantly used in the uh, medical industry for in electrical insulations etc but for furniture it's probably the first time that we thought of using it mm-hmm. and uh, so you know when silicon happened to us we started exploring it widely mm-hmm. uh, we started checking its tensile strength its uh, abrasion its resistance towards um, outdoor weather etc mm-hmm. and uh, you know and then we decided okay let's use this in a piece of furniture Mm-hmm. So the product, the base is made up of polycarbonate, mm-hmm. and the seating area, uh, you know, where you sit on, mm-hmm. is made up of silicon. Mm-hmm. So when you sit on it, it takes the shape of your back mm-hmm. without using any mechanical parts. Wow! And when you get up, mm-hmm. it kind of nudges you out. It comes back to its original position immediately the minute you get up. Mm-hmm. So it rebounds. Mm-hmm. This is one of the quality of silicon too. So whether it's uh, you know any weight, it 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 can take uh, somebody of forty kilos to hundred and fifty kilos. It's been tested. Oh, nice. So anybody of mm-hmm. this wide range can sit on it, be very comfortable, mm-hmm. and just get up. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to sack in. Correct. That's correct. the beauty of silicon. Mm-hmm. No, but in terms of uh, say, you identified this material first, yes. but then how did you go about taking a shape for it? Because I'm just trying to figure it's, out what came first. The material, definitely for ha, this product, ha. it's material. Generally, I feel it depends on the product, the need of the product. But material And in abstract sense, it's just material, right? There right. are like thousands of them. So, uh, how did you like think of silicon as? Okay. 
सो प्रॉब्ली यू कॉट मी राइट ऑन द करेक्ट सब्जेक्ट मटीरियल्स हैज बीन माई थिंग आई हैव ऑलवेज बीन इन टू एक्सप्लोरिंग मटीरियल्स फ्रॉम द वेरी बिगनिंग दैज ऑलवेज बीन योर क्यूरोसिटी सो आई वुड गो अराउंड टू फैक्ट्री सी चेक आउट द वेस्ट बैग्स आउट सी वॉट्स थ्रोन अवे वाई इज इट थ्रोन अवे एंड यू नो हाउ वी कुड यूज इट वॉट वी कुड डू सो वेन आई वॉज ग्रोइंग अप एंड एक्चुअली डूइंग माई you know when i was studying mm-hmm. in raffles mm-hmm. uh, and when we would get projects to do mm-hmm. i would actually step out of my classroom every time and mm-hmm. go out to different factories see what's happening how can i use or merge or fuse two materials and i've still been doing it i mean that's one thing that excites me even today like mm-hmm. really literally even when i'm saying this i think my tone's gone higher yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so i mean to- honestly uh, we will keep exploring uh, unconventional use of materials which will transgress seamlessly into the world of virtual reality i mean that's next that's happening right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we are i mean we are just hoping to merge the two mm-hmm. and and what was the process like because uh, say you identified this silicon as a material then uh, i would like to go into slightly the nuances of it like uh, did you think of uh, making it completely using silicon or uh, you'll melt two parts you'll join two parts you'll have some base there is a base yeah, i mean yeah. uh, particularly are you talking about my debut product or in general no no in general uh, about bounce, uh, bounce as a product yeah so uh, bounce so first uh, when we were so i explored silicon it's amazing because it can be used outdoors it has amazing colors it has amazing tensile strength and generally used for medical purposes mm-hmm. so it's it's fire resistant too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if you put it out in the sun you put it out in the rains you put it out in the snow nothing will happen to the product so mm. that's amazing cuz mm. uh, you know we're talking about this product to travel across the globe so mm. it really excited me and for the outdoors you only have the conventional materials like mm. your rattan and you know ms which is steel mm-hmm. all of those but there was nothing fun Correct. available yeah. and uh, that's where i thought okay let's put this outdoors it works amazingly well mm-hmm. well i really sweated it out cuz it was a true innovation i stayed in china to manufacture it for months to get it right mm-hmm. cuz it the first time that we did it of course the silicon didn't react the way i wanted it to mm-hmm. every time that somebody sat on it it broke because it was not of the correct composition mm-hmm. so we actually had to redesign the composition to make sure that it takes all the possible weights mm-hmm. and doesn't sink in or sack in you mm-hmm. know it comes back to its original shape correct correct so yeah. and how did you identify what's the base going to be like polycarbonate mm-hmm. i chose that which is the highest form of uh, or highest grade of plastic mm-hmm. also if you see this is used at the airports and for a lot of other uh, products outdoors mm-hmm. so i wanted this to be a complete outdoor solution okay and okay. that's where i thought of polycarbonate being the base mm-hmm. and silicon being the top mm-hmm. so i'll go slightly more <laughs> deeper mm-hmm. into it uh, sure how do you overall which you slightly touched upon earlier how do you choose materials because there's so many things available in the market so is it by instinct is it by study is it by something which you aspire or something which you uh, yeah okay yeah so yeah i mean how do you choose one material over the other how do i choose one material over the other yeah uh the choosing of material comes from the purpose of what the design is meant for and mm. how it can be executed without altering the original design okay 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 
uh, we are a professional product creation studio and hence continuously love working on exploring materials and different techniques to treat it. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the collections was all about using traditional material wood mm. and fusing it up with resin, which is a very modern today material. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, so... Uh, you know how you have you seen that collection of ours uh no i've just uh, i may have stumbled upon it no yeah. that's fine so yeah. it's amazing so we actually scooped out a, so we took this big log of wood mm-hmm. okay and we scooped it out in in a very sculptural form mm-hmm. and then we poured a colored resin on top of it okay, okay. and and you know we we made a table out of it mm-hmm. so nice. it's amazing so even today we explore and try and see how to marry materials or uh, you know try and see what ca- could be done with traditional materials and you know add a modern day material to correct, it correct, so that's correct. what you see here interesting interesting yeah. and also there are several factors that make us choose one material over the other mm-hmm. like availability cost craftsmanship timeline recyclability machinery infrastructure etc you know these correct, are correct. all that really make us choose mm-hmm. one material over the other correct and i think those the these like the last ones are more of hygiene which uh, you have to just live with it because it's a commercial uh, yeah setup. i mean yeah. honestly i would like to use the stars for my product but <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't right yeah. so you really have to see what's available mm-hmm. uh, and also costing is important right while yeah. you're developing all of this correct, correct. cost is also a factor your market has to accept what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, you know but, but uh, my first product i didn't think of all this which is the bounce, which is yeah. the bounce yeah. i just went w- with my heart with my mind but i also realize it's um, eight years now uh, of me practicing mm-hmm. i also realize that uh, there are uh, there is a market and you have to cater to it correct so uh, while we touch wood did well with bounce mm-hmm. but also realize that there are so many other factors that you have to consider mm-hmm. and we've started considering that now it's become yeah. a part of my brief every time that i go to the client yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh so again what you mentioned just now how do you persuade yourself uh just let's you can take any any particular work of yours and how do you persuade yourself uh to go after the design which you have envisioned because as you mentioned you would like to have stars also as a material <laughs> i would i wish <laughs> yeah so how but there are certain constraints right but still a designer has some end product in his mind like Absolutely. Uh, and this is how it should be this is the finish it should have and stuff like that so how do you uh like what first of all i like to break into two first is what are the constraints which stop you or which what are the challenges which uh, you come across to reach that end state which you had envisioned and second is uh, how do you persuade yourself ki yes this will work in the market or this is the right thing for the client or this is like yeah can you Uh, I will answer the second question first. Uh-huh. Um I think it's all about instinct now. With mm-hmm. experience you kind of understand uh what your customer wants or what your client wants and you mm-hmm. start catering to it. It's okay. only with experience I think and understanding of the market mm-hmm. uh you know you you could probably say yeah this is the thing this is what my client wants or this is it this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think that comes with experience as you mature in the industry that comes automatically to you. Mm-hmm. But otherwise you know um driving the whole process is is actually you're on a war honestly because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's it's not as easy as it seems and for for anyone correct, not correct. just me for mm-hmm. anyone 
across the industry hmm. so uh, you know uh, design is a mix of form function and technology hmm. at the beginning what exists is a concept in form of a sketch Correct. right always yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, then it evolves into a three dimensional model so we generally like take it up on a software make a three dimensional model out of it and um, as a designer you know as the process is going ahead yet i would have no clue how the concept is actually going to translate physically in a tangible manner oh, it's yeah. a surprise every time every step that you take honestly mm-hmm. i have seen that especially when you're talking about mass manufactured products Correct. it's a surprise it's mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. the process is very tedious and challenging it takes several renderings and prototypes to finalize the look of the product mm-hmm. which would simultaneously serve the purpose of function too mm-hmm. you know Correct. Uh, so after the basic design is finalized there are several things to be done such as choosing the right material running simulations to check the feasibility of the design mm. engineering the required molds mm-hmm. uh, deciding the color scheme sourcing the inventories <laughs> it's yeah, a it's, it's a complete long process finding correct. the correct factory that can translate your design mm-hmm. the way you want it to be right correct, so correct. it's uh, absolutely uh crazy it's a cyclonic battle you know you're you're fighting against cost volumes uh so besides being a designer there are logistically also you have to be really sound correct, correct. for your design to actually uh transform from a piece of paper to reality and seat in and in, in you know in retail stores mm-hmm. so it's a battle that you're winning every time <laughs> yeah, beautiful beautiful in fact i'm just discovering so many different aspects because uh, in my field at least when it comes to ui user interface design it's it's about more like directly getting into uh, maybe a sketch required sure. and then get into uh, like the prototyping stage but then it's the life cycle is small because you're you're building products which has like probably 50 years 100 years as the shelf and you, life and you'll be surprised kedar uh, you know after fighting this battle also hmm. uh, ultimately uh, the pleasure is when your customer enjoys your product correct it's correct. a continuous battle battle you know that yeah. you're going through yeah and uh, for me happiness is when the customer is using it and he has the joy of experiencing it mm-hmm. and that's the time i would you know really feel the satisfaction till then it's it's all it's it's all a battle you're like yeah. running and you know trying to get it out there yeah. it's crazy and and also living and with the, the constraints yeah and yeah. at the same time you're making sure that your design is not ruined right mm-hmm. you want to stick to your your original concept mm-hmm. so you're going back and forth between the factories between the cost between the client it's it, yeah. but it's amazing i love this challenge and uh, mm. i'm always open to a lot of such challenges that come in yeah. i i mean it, it's it's a different kind of high when you see the product out there Correct. in reality people using it mm. across the globe yeah i i'd interviewed uh, the head of design at harley davidson oh lovely uh, chetan shetzale right and uh, he also like express the same feeling because when you start sketching it then it comes to uh, like yeah and then it's comes to a 3d model a clay model and then it's into manufacturing and then it's actually running at like 150 kilometers per yeah. hour on the road it's Aww. a different it's a oh, dream come oh yes, yes yes absolutely yes. Yeah. so it's amazing when you 
you know and also when it, when you talk about mass manufactured products mm-hmm. you're talking about quality control as well mm-hmm. okay so for yes. the first probably uh, 100 pieces or 200 pieces i actually have somebody from us so we have a besides the factory doing all their quality control our studio has a team uh, who just does this mm-hmm. they just see the uh you know quality every time it is produced every piece every piece wow. so the factory does it on its own i'm fine with it but no matter what wherever it is getting manufactured my team is always there in the factory when the packaging is happening this is just for bonds or for no, all the for products? all the products for all wow. the products wow. i mean my wow. name's attached to it i mean people value your brand name for a certain reason and okay. quality is the key mm-hmm. if your design's great but quality is not correct uh, it's it's really not matching up you know mm-hmm. what i mean the mm-hmm. users would not even enjoy it mm-hmm. and i wouldn't want to give them such yeah. an experience so you're willing to take a hit if it's not up to that quality i've taken hits just, yeah, i've yeah. taken like a several hits now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why i said you only mature through the process mm-hmm. you only uh, your instincts become sharper and stronger as you grow in the industry mm-hmm. so yes i've taken a lot of hits i've <laughs> lost a lot of my watches <laughs> uh penny uh like i would like to ask you more about the bounce uh, chair uh, because uh, like on the same lines when you um, like when you're designing when you were designing the bounce chair uh, you had again visualize how it's supposed to be right and uh, so what were the trade offs or challenges which was the second first part of the question what were right. the challenges and trade offs you did to achieve that and how successful it has been uh, as a product uh well it um commercially yes we have seen success hmm. also it has uh, i remember i still remember the first time that i drew it up on a piece of paper and uh, i i showed it to uh, i mean this product was done by ourselves so mm-hmm. when i showed it to the investors etc uh, they almost thought what kind of a sw- spider web are you asking us to invest in you know mm-hmm. what what the hell is this mm-hmm. and you're talking about something that will take the shape of uh anyone's body up to 150 kg and rebound to its original shape immediately i mm. mean are we talking sane or insane i still i still remember the expression uh so we made prototypes to mm. show them that you know this can actually work mm. uh, it was challenging mm. it was because we were talking about mass manufacturing so when you prototype you have a single person kind of sitting and making it for you but then we are talking about 500 pieces or 1000 pieces so we flew down to china to find the correct manufacturer for it mm-hmm. and i stayed there with them to train them uh, like i said the composition also had to get customized correct to take the shape to take the weight of the body and at the same time uh, be outrageous to the weather correct right uh so the composition was made uh it broke the molds were made again it, it was a very tough time mm. but uh, yeah it did see a light mm-hmm. and it was launched in germany the first time mm-hmm. and uh, like you know how the people there are tall and healthy mm. they all were very comfortable sitting on it mm-hmm. uh, so we had uh, different people different sizes mm-hmm. so it's traveled from germany to us uh, asia Europe I mean it's really traveled mm-hmm. yeah no uh, in terms of what i wanted to understand was uh uh 
there's a traditional chair which has a particular shape dimension right. you explore different aspects within the same structure itself whether it has handles whether it has whatever like different attributes to the chair right but this was like completely a new dimension yeah a lot of taking. people could not even figure it that it's a chair yeah yeah so uh, yes so when i drew the spider web the idea was to think the- of it unconventionally hmm so when i was designing a chair i could have taken a traditional shape of a chair correct. and then put the web on it correct but i just the angles the ergonomics didn't allow the silicon to react the way i wanted it to react no so that that's the interesting part right. so first you envisioned so you went ahead changing the design based on how the material was reacting or uh Uh, you had earlier like thought of like a having a round no i had already thought of having a round chair uh-huh. okay but the angles hmm. uh played a very important role cuz if my angle of the chair would change hmm. the seating experience would change it was not that comfortable mm-hmm. so we had to make sure it's at a certain angle mm-hmm. and ergonomically correct so that anybody of any height hmm. any weight could hmm. sit on it okay okay yeah. interesting Uh, Fanny, obviously, there are a lot of things to be uh, like. We can just go on and on for just I'm the sure. bounds because uh, the kind of time you have yeah, spent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have already grown over the product bounds, honestly, yeah, yeah. and we've grown in uh, to doing a lot more other products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after bounds, we also did um, a flat pack version of bounds, which was the bounds splint, mm-hmm. uh, which has a similar experience, but it's flat pack. Okay, okay. So you could use it, and then you know, kind of. fold it up and put it on the side mm-hmm. so that was the feedback that i got from my from my customers and that's mm-hmm. why we did that mm-hmm. and then like i said i love exploring materials so i started exploring resin as a material and i i made this very sculptural uh, frozen looking dining table mm-hmm. for mezoi object in paris mm-hmm. and uh, then we moved on to doing a lot of commission uh, projects uh, one of them which i really really like is um, i designed luxury writing instruments for this company mm-hmm. in gold and silver and uh, oh yeah they were amazing that was also one of my favorite projects mm-hmm. so we've really grown from um, you know doing the unconventional piece of furniture to even doing pens today to even doing bags today mm-hmm. so we are really growing as industrial designers mm-hmm. wow that's that's very inspiring <laughs> yeah uh, and also fun yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, Yeah, I would like to conclude with uh, one last question. I I don't expect the answer to be preachy as such, but right. let's see how how what what you can share from your experience. Uh, so uh, again, given uh, like if if I if I've interviewed people who are thirty forty years in the same industry and doing some work and then finding a breakthrough in some great uh, design they have done. Uh, which happened to you much early because bounce is really like a different kind of product and i i i personally think it's quite a breakthrough yeah i've been in... tagged as the bounce girl even today yeah. i think till i die i'll be tagged as the bounce girl but yeah <laughs> yeah uh so if you have to tell designers uh, uh like how can you bring breakthrough in your work i mean uh just having that conviction just obviously there's hard work to it but uh, any any learnings which you had to bring such a good product in the market being like the early ones in your career well uh, you know i just 
like i said uh, perseverance mm-hmm. really helps you dream and perseverance first mm. will help you to get you wherever you want to go mm-hmm. okay and uh, we believe teaching is the best form of learning and learning from peers is the best way to grow mm. that's one of our mantras i mean mm. i've always had ideals i would always follow them mm. and uh, product design like i said earlier is a cyclonic process the development of the product can be really confusing as uh, you know when you're thinking you've almost reached the finishing line you're still stuck midway you know somewhere okay. but do not lose hope you could just keep going uh and you know the whole instinctive joy don't don't lose up on the joy while you're going through the whole process mm-hmm. i also believe in ongoing user experience can possibly bring a breakthrough in one's work mm-hmm. so all the products that we do are experiential Uh, they give some kind of experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i mean that's one thing that brings or differentiates our design from the others yeah. i always believe in giving some or the other experience um, you know with technology coming in mm-hmm. everyone's become robots so when you have a product which is lying there and suddenly gives you the joy of using it mm. uh it's it's a differentiator and people are willing to spend on such products correct, correct. so that's that's one I wouldn't say it's a tip but that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know every designer has their own uh, calling so this is ha- this has always been our calling. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has to be um, experiential that's what we feel. Wow wow definitely. Yeah. And yeah. So you know I will just finish this off quite often I give people the reference of fashion mm-hmm. like fashion even design trends are cyclic and are constantly evolving. Correct. Right so keep evolving keep keep dressing up your designs modifying your work mm-hmm. um and like i said earlier dreaming and perseverance to bring products to reality is the key of any designer to get a breakthrough like really mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. perseverance keep keep pushing keep, keep pushing keep pushing yeah yeah i'm finding a big pattern here with uh, doing so many interviews i think this is the 99th interview which i'm doing wow and, <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, so just few days back i interviewed nilofer suleiman and she said keep digging at the same place till you find water wow so, i'm saying keep pushing keep yeah, pushing yeah it's the same thing yeah yeah so i think all every anywhere you go yeah. any industry that you're a part of mm-hmm. i think uh, dreams and perseverance is and hard work of course will mm-hmm. just get you to where we are standing today and will take us way beyond correct, our correct. imagination so i think superb yeah uh on that note yeah in fact what what can people uh, look forward to what are the new designs so uh, sorry one more question i had which was uh, so there are these commercial products which you do for uh, your living or whatever bread and butter and Correct. then there are these bounce or like the table type projects which you do as passion and want to introduce some new lineup in the in the industry itself so i will sorry i will just uh, cut you there kedar i do two kind of uh, work mm-hmm. i mean i do two kind of things one uh, where i cater to the briefs mm-hmm. and one i don't cater to the brief i just oh. cater to my heart my mind and i will just go mm-hmm. with what my soul is seeking and i will not care about the volumes or the cost nothing and on the other hand i will just follow the brief mm-hmm. that my client gives me mm-hmm. so i know what the cost is i know what the volumes are to be produced i know the materials i know everything i mean we work it out together mm-hmm. so that 
it can sustain in a market mm-hmm. commercially mm-hmm. ultimately it's also about uh, sustaining commercially uh, customers liking it liking it there are so many uh, tests that are conducted mm-hmm. uh, before we make a product correct 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 okay yeah, yeah. so there are so i've differentiated it completely one i design uh, with my mind and the other side i just design with my heart wow <laughs> that's a very nice way to put so it so all the money that comes out from here goes into designing for my heart do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah yeah i got it in fact it's the same with audio gan where i'm working <laughs> and uh, this is the project where all the money is going <laughs> sure but you're doing it with a lot of passion and it's an yeah. amazing initiative that you've been taking and you're doing it successfully yeah. congratulations kedar we like you. to see not just the 100 episode yeah. but a lakhs lakhs oh. and like thousands <laughs> so many of them thank you thank you definitely uh any any concluding thoughts on what can uh, what can people look forward to in your product lineup uh, if people have to follow your work uh there's instagram or yeah there yeah. is there yeah. is there's fenny.ganatra you could follow me on it mm-hmm. it's my uh personal page with a lot of uh, product info on it mm-hmm. um and our website and uh, that's it if yeah. there's anything just pick up your phone and call there's nothing better than that yeah. but uh, yeah we are doing a lot of products mm-hmm. uh, you will see a lot of them we just uh, completed a show in mumbai two months back which was with decode mm-hmm. where we showed a fresh line of collection in marble that was designed by moses singh and me both of us partnered together on uh, that collection mm-hmm. and uh, we also did a show in delhi with um, our manufacturers formus again that collection was designed by mf which mm-hmm. was moses and me uh yeah so we are also looking at partnering with people to you know we are also open to collaborations nice nice cool i think uh, all the best for that and on that note uh, i will thank you again for giving your time and it was wonderful chatting with you same here thank yeah. you so much okay thank you and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.